It's okay, these books suck anyways. It like, was a good time. Hello, I'm Mariah. Hi, I'm Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our very first episode of Literary Liberation. Um, you can find us on all of our social medias at Literary Liberation on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube at Lit Lib Podcast on Twitter. For this first episode, we're going to be tackling one of the most like, popular, most popular, quote unquote, dark romance books to grace social Book media. <laughs> Book talk specifically. Yeah. And that is Haunting Adeline by H.D. Carlton. I so. think it's. Oh, go ahead. No, you're can... good. I was going to say, before we get into it, maybe we should go over the trigger, the trigger warnings, warnings. Yes. of this book because it was. I have it's... the book pulled up from the book if you want me to read it out. Go for it. The, the contents are very dark with a triggering situation such as non-such dub con between the main characters, graphic violence, human trafficking, stalking, child trafficking, child sacrifice, and mentions of child death and explicit sexual situations. There are also particular kinks such as gunplay, somnophilia, bondage, and dead dead I can't say that one. You know how to Degradation. Say yeah, that one. And well, I guess we'll be talking about the duology. We're not just talking about Hunting Adeline. We're talking about Hunting Adeline, because, the second one? Yeah, because Kirsten because I haven't read would it. not. She and I'm not going not to. not reading it. <laughs> I predicted this book. I could probably predict the ending of the other one, too. And I, I think the listing of trigger warnings for that one is even worse. Really? It is, it is significantly worse than this well, book. I think I have it on my Kindle. I can look to see what those ones are. Just in case there's anything that was not mentioned before. But I definitely want to mention this book is not for the faint of heart. It is very... I find it interesting that this is one of the go-to books that people recommend when it comes to dark romance. Um, Yeah. Rather than like Twisted Love by Anna Huang. I think that's what her name is. Yes, I know. Because that's considered like dark romance. But once you start with something like haunting and wouldn't you you start with this This book this is i think the first dark romance i've ever read too it's getting thrown in the deep end i don't really i don't really read dark romances though like i'm not i used to be more of a romance reader i guess but especially this past year i think me and you both have definitely like fallen off the deep end into like book talk fantasy most that you know (laughs) well i know you read like a million books a day so um, but here is the trigger warnings for the second book, where it says this book contains very dark triggering situations such as graphic rape. There is also graphic violence and gore, torture, sexual assault, kidnapping, psychological abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, explicit sexual situations, human trafficking, slave trade, grooming, severe PTSD, and very particular kinks such as blood play, knife play, degradation, and somophilia. This book is significantly darker than the first. I'm not reading it either. If I would have had to pay for these books, I would not have bought them. That's my, like, I think this might be my lowest rated book this year. I have to check my story graph. But I think, which is, I think, very interesting because, Mariah, you rated it very highly. 
you know, interest or having it some perspective. <laughs> I rated it 2.5 stars. I think I originally had rated it like a five star, but looking back at it, I probably would. (laughs) I I had never read anything like it. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. But now (laughs) looking back, I probably wouldn't rate it that high. I'd probably rate it like a three or four just because like the writing style of it is not the greatest. The way, I don't know. It's just also a big pet peeve of mine to like any book that's like first person point of view. Like it's just so like it, infuriating to me like the way the like I don't know I just feel like the way the like people think in like books is not like I guess consistent with how I think in my own head so then like reading someone's thoughts feels so like cheesy almost like do you know what I'm saying like it just feels like and then I noticed that the the walls were a beautiful scarlet red just like the red from the blood that was dripping off my chest or something you know what i mean i'm like this is so stupid like nobody's thinking like this whenever they're like actually in like a terrible situation some of them like definitely does read kind of like a cw tv show yes i saw like a tiktok that was actually talking about how like a lot of book talk is sort of like cw tv shows and i don't think it's any hate to any specific book talk book either because like I mean, like, these are some of the most well-known TV shows, like Supernatural, Riverdale. Like, these are some of the most profitable TV shows of, like, all of history that everyone watches. You know what I mean? It's just, to me, it almost feels like a train wreck. Like, you just have to, like, you can't look away. Do you know what I mean? It does. It's very, like, immersive, though. Like, as bad as it is, like, I was very sucked into it. I could not put it down. I sat, I I read three days, and I think I read all both of them and they're both quite I read long the first one pretty quickly i think i read it in like a weekend it says i finish it i have to see let me check on my goodreads because i know i read the first one really quickly but i remember i was texting mariah my live updates of this book and like i was like halfway through and i was like then whenever like basically the big twist or whatever i was like this is exactly what's gonna happen and it was exactly what happened and so i was like wow big mystery book for me you know like it's just like I don't know I feel like it's almost like it's very predictable a lot of what happens like you can anticipate it coming and I think a lot of it has to do with it being I mean H.G. Carlton's only been like her first published piece of work was in 2018 Mm -hmm. so I mean in five years 29th I think it came out in 2020 Okay, but I think one thing that we could mention too is that H.G. Carlson is Cuban. We're assuming because they have like a Cuban flag in their bio on some of their social medias on her social medias. Does she use she they she her pronouns? I think so. Um, but so I'm wondering if like the fact that like maybe her family is from Cuba moved to the United States and then just so happens begins writing QAnon fan fiction basically is what I would consider this book series. It almost like doesn't paint her in a very positive light in my eyes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how Yeah, because I-, I don't think everything I've read in regards to like the controversy surrounding like it being like a QAnon like fanfic is why she put the disclaimer at the front of the she didn't first even book. have that at the beginning. No, because a lot of what like when people brought it up, she's like, "Yeah, I have no idea." 
I never heard of like lizard people running the government. That's like, such a lie. But it's to the T. Literally, like everything, everything about like the the human sac the children sacrificing and drinking stuff like that. children's blood. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe I don't know like how much you want to like go into like the story and stuff before we go into like straight spoiler territory because I guess since you know. I know, like, basically, the basic story is that Adeline is a writer who basically is at, like, she starts off at, like, one of her, like, book signings or something. She's supposed to be, like, a very well-published author. And she is at a book signing or whatever. And then Zay, the main male character, sees her and, like, instantly falls in love with her. And it's supposed to be, like, a stalker romance sort of type. Yeah, it's constantly described as, like, a cat and mouse, which I don't know if that's, like, a colloquial know. term, but I have really only ever seen it associated with this I book duology. just associated with this, because I know he, like, calls her, like, my little mouse, like, stupid shit all the so time. So maybe this was, like, one of the first ones, but I, don't know. I can't I, substantiate that. If this came out in, like, 2019 or 2020, I feel like, especially, because, like, the fact that this is only getting, this has only been getting big, I'd say, maybe in the last year or so this book specifically because i feel like also like book talk has never been as big as it is until now you know what i mean like yeah i know like as she, like sarah j moss is another like big book talker i know she wasn't like the most uh she was like the most like the highest rated goodreads author i think starting in 2016 or something to like 2022 or something like that and i'm sure like rebecca yaros the fourth wing author is like probably going up there because like next big thing or whatever yeah and i remember going to like barnes and noble and whatnot like i don't know mm -hmm. even like a year ago and i don't remember seeing like book talk made me buy but now every yeah, table like, i go to says like a different like, thing talk, it's like, crazy yeah. and i wonder well because i know like and then like i know like this is like it's so crazy to me that this is like the dark romance that everyone pushes and recommends and stuff like that when this is literally probably like i mean i'm assuming like I haven't read any other dark romances you have, but I'm assuming they're less problematic than this one specifically, just because with it being like a QAnon thing, because I feel like like stalker romances and stuff like that. I don't feel like are really necessarily anything new just because like, I feel like you see that in movies all the time with like Stockholm syndrome and stuff like that. I mean, like people are like, Oh, between the beast. It's like a Stockholm syndrome, like story, you know what I mean? And just like with, this series, it's so much more than just a stalker romance. It's like a horrific romance. Like, this is, like, traumatizing almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, I imagine we're going to shift into the, the spoilers. Yeah. Do you want to, like, like, put that? Like, it's so hard to talk about this because, like, it's, like, it's, this is definition of, like, watching a car crash happen. Like, this is something that, like, I hated this book the whole time I read it, but I still read the f whole first book just because, like, I would be, like, I have to, like, see what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, I just couldn't, like, look away. And I read it, it said I read it in, I read it from the 23rd, it said, to the 27th of June. I think I read it in, so, like, January or February like four of this year. Yeah, so, but it didn't take me very long. I mean, it's almost 600 pages of, like, torture porn. You know what I mean? And so, like, I feel like I I gave it a two and a half stars. And the main reason, the only reason why I gave it that high of a rating is because I think some of the smut scenes, not all of them, definitely not all of them, some of them were 
decently re like they were i think well written enough where you're like interested in just like the smut but i don't think anything in this book like you're not reading this book to like have like an intellectual like stimulation you're reading this because you want to read some fucked up porn pretty much it's kind mm-hmm. of like um if you've ever seen midsummer yeah you know like how you can't take your eyes away uh, I did not. He, that scene when he's bashing that head in, I did not look at that. I could not. But it, it's like you watch it and it's like a thought experiment. Like coming from an outside perspective and like having media literacy, but I, I like- can analyze it. But it, it worries me that a lot of young girls are getting into dark romance as a category and this is being recommended. And then Zayd is this being put one? on a pedestal as like a feminist icon for opening up like this child's commune for like human trafficking victims and he's like the savior of women but mm-hmm. meanwhile he is like assaulting and psychologically yeah. manipulating Adeline I mean, and the thing is you know what's crazy to me is that reading the trigger warning for the second book and reading the trigger warning for the first book I don't think she mentioned rape as one of the trigger warnings for the first one when I would argue he very clearly rapes her in the first mm-hmm. book too and you I think it's I mean? A problem to label it as non-consensual and not just for what it is because like yeah like i that's something that you're into which is something that you can like consent to like on your own time with your own partner and your own like thing but in this there's no i feel like clear consent ever Mm -hmm. like portrayed in that and i think especially like with young readers and stuff like that where this is like on booktop where and i think a majority of probably book talk is like young adult women and stuff like that and even though like these are two consenting adults portraying that in a way that's not consensual is going to make a younger person see this and be like oh i want to be taken advantage of sort of thing you know what i mean like that's all like because there are ways of writing like cnc and dubious consent and Mm -hmm this is not an example of that until like the second book but even the second book she's been groomed into mm-hmm. believing that Zade is the love of her life because he will literally never leave her alone. And he makes that abundantly clear. Like, he's he's not a good person and he admits to it. And, like, in the first book, too, he's like, oh, I'm a terrible person, blah, blah, blah. I don't deserve her. But I'm still going to assault this woman, stalk this woman, and basically get my way as, like, a man taking advantage of a young woman in a very compromising situation where she lives alone and she doesn't have many friends. She doesn't have like a strong support system within her family. I mean, it very much talks about how like abusive her mom basically was to her, whether or not it was not physical, it was definitely like verbally assaulting that she was. And so I think with Zayd, like very much taking advantage of that, it's portrays such a negative light, I think on what like, we as women like this is like the opposite of like a feminist book you know what i mean very much and (laughs) very much so i think for entertainment it's fine but i think the issue is is that like without having the proper like context of it where like people that don't actually actively like consume like media and like the same way we do as like marxists and stuff like that where they're like reading this as like oh we're viewing this as like a train wreck but then somebody else who's more like less experienced with the world can view this as like oh this is the ideal like candidate for like what i want in my love life you know what i mean yeah exactly and i think that like exactly like highlights what is so important about being principled 
in like feminist literature and i know it's like it sounds like a lot but it really isn't like it's to not. take the time to read nonfiction, even though i get nonfiction can be very very dry it is so incredibly important before you're like consuming media especially if you consider yourself a feminist that's why i'm like, wondering like i don't know because like i, I don't know because i feel like that's one thing that I feel like book talk does not go into very much is like the political specter of like anything. Like, I mean, look at like Rebecca Yaros, the fourth queen being like the most popular book push on book talk right now. Like anybody that's an Akatar fan, blah, blah, blah. should read like this controversial author. That's literally like pushing for like the military industrial complex and stuff like that. And then like pushing forth this person that's like writing QAnon fiction. Like this is straight up like with the ways that like, with, it's like very clearly anti-Semitic, you know what I mean? Like being like, oh, the Jewish people are ruling our government and that's why like our country's so fucked up, you know what I mean? And then it's just like mm -hmm. very anti-Semitic like stereotypes that are like, even though she's saying like, oh, this is not real. She didn't even have that in the beginning. So I don't know like if she like consumed this media. I was like, oh, that would make a good story sort of thing. I don't know enough about her as like a person or like as an author. I don't know. She doesn't really post on social media much because I tried to do some reading into it when I had originally read it and I could not find anything I just feel about like her politics. Just like, this is be me being such a like, like overcritical like Marxist, but seeing that like Cuban flag in her bio and then seeing this is what she writes, it very much gives me like Castro, like ruined my life my family's life blah 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 he took our slaves away so you know what i mean like i don't know if that's her specifically but i can definitely see that like i feel like at least with most like cuban americans or like people that have moved here from cuba they're usually their families were the ruling class in cuba and that is why they chose to leave cuba is because they lost so much of that political stance mm -hmm. and positive that they had as capitalists on that country that was obviously horrible for the working class and the poor people there. And so like, it's just like, it's just like the vibe. This is not me. Like I did this research, you know what I mean? It's just like the vibes of that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you just, yeah. See Cause it's, it's weird to see somebody right with that background. And we know about like Batista and like the child sex brothels yes. in Cuba pre-revolution revolutionary like cuba um to write something of this nature is mm -hmm. a little concerning yeah it's weird because i i have noticed because uh, i did read does it hurt by her as well and i didn't see any of those themes it was significantly better but this one i don't know there's just something know. off I mean, about it it is definitely very much like it's just like the vibes are not like there you know what i mean and i feel like almost now it's become almost like a meme to like be referencing this book because of like the scenes that are portrayed in this like the gun scene you know what i mean like he literally like unconsensually puts a gun into her and like it's loaded and like i feel like first of all that does not promote gun safety at all which is something that i think we as marxists definitely promote is gun safety and stuff like that because we are pro like arms to the working class and stuff like that so it's like not even something as like something as that's like i can't believe they mentioned guns and like this right-wing story but i just feel like it's usually like the right-wing people i think i'm very thankful that like 
since this is a dark romance that men would not pick this up because I feel like this could be like an incel like manifesto almost you know what I mean well there was I cannot remember his name but the the guy that was talking about like romance books and he was getting into like romance books and he said that he didn't agree with everything that happened and in these books and dark romance book talk just ripped him to shreds over it and he's not wrong for the content of it to be like hey like this is not okay yeah because mind you like that gun scene happened after adeline had gone out to a club and taken home this guy and zade was like hey don't don't let him touch you and then he ended up killing the guy but it was done like oh well he's abusive yeah, like, so well, I it just so happened you. that you actually brought home an abuser that beats his wife. How, like, convenient. You know what I mean? It's like, or okay, like, that's that's great. I'm sure he would have been shitty, but, but that doesn't you make you go good. To camp and not getting murdered, you know what I mean? We're not very Send much him to the gulag. We're not pro-death penalty here, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, like, the only reason why I could see that it was okay, because he was, like, some, like, rich businessman you know what i mean so like but then well, the and like in the spoilers in the second yeah. book he ends up being related to like the human trafficking trade so oh, like it adds course. like another because that's like, his brother gets upset and that's who ends up taking adeline and like selling her into the trade yeah, yeah but because like that's how like the ending in the first book is and i feel like that's one thing that like with H.G. Carlton, like, maybe for your future books, if you're listening, don't put in the beginning, this book ends on a cliffhanger. That's, like, book writing 101. Why would you say this book ends on a cliffhanger? It makes it so easy for people to guess the ending, where it's almost like... Like, I just, like, knew, like, something, like, I, you could just tell from, like, the way that it was, like, oh, well, I'm at this party where they're gonna sacrifice children, but, oh, no, he's not going to get away with him sacrificing the children because it was actually a setup. <laughs> you know what I mean? It feels very yeah. much like, I don't know, it's like teenagery. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it sounds like somebody that, like, is very inexperienced with, like, planning out a story is. That's one thing where, like, I feel like I never rate book tag books high at all. Like, the highest rating. Of course, like, Six of Crows, I feel like, is, like, I feel like that's like the shining like golden child of book talk. That's like the only thing that I think is like worth the hype that it gets on book talk. Everything else I feel like is just so like mid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've read a lot of them. Yeah, you've definitely read more than I do. Like that's all you do is read. I can't imagine like you don't consume any other media. No, I don't watch TV. <laughs> it sounds so boring. I don't watch TV. I don't really watch movies anymore. You don't and play I just read. that often. I've been playing Stardew this week. Um, but that's about it. I read a lot. I've read like uh, 170 books or something this year. So, Which is an improvement of last year because how many books oh, did you read last year? Like 20. Yeah. Which I mean, like, I feel like I'm definitely more probably the more average like book talk consumer. I'm at like 30 books this year, I think, which I mean. It's still that's a lot. More, I mean, it's definitely a lot more than like most people don't even read like one book a year. But I feel like. I'm probably more on pace with, like, the average book talk user mm-hmm. than you are. Yeah. Because before, I mean, it was strictly nonfiction. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, two nonfiction books a month. And I feel about... like that's one thing, like, I haven't, like, finished a nonfiction. Like, I started reading, like, Women Race in Class. And, like, I've, like, always start them. My thing is always, like, finishing them. It is very hard to finish a nonfiction book. While finishing a fiction book is just, like, cake. 
feel like especially whenever you're reading like so much information like with nonfiction is that you never really actually have to like finish the books to get all of like to get like as much information because it's just like reading like an article or something like that like once you get like mm-hmm. the gist of it you don't really necessarily obviously unless you want to get like the full scope of whatever you're reading you do have to get to like that analysis points but i do think even just reading like the beginning of a nonfiction book is more it's better than not reading any at all that being said with reading so many books i have also consumed a lot of horror erotica and i think they should be reclassified under that like um skeleton king that was going around or like eight days Mm -hmm. to salvation i think it leans a lot more towards that way which is like like, yeah because of the content of it no just like the general content like it, it, it especially when you think about like hunting adeline where it just it starts off with her being like put into like the human trafficking trade and then she makes like one mistake and she gets sexually assaulted like very very graphic That's why there was a lot me. of details you that know was- <laughs> like the movie the sound of freedom or whatever that new movie that's like the q and on yes. movie it's very much like i remember like whenever that started because that just came out this past summer everyone was talking about it. i'm like this is literally like haunting adeline but like if the dude was ugly i guess <laughs> so like that's why the men are consuming it we just i just made a huge connection wow it is interesting with that movie being out which i think it's still out right now it's probably still in like theaters probably not as in big like mm-hmm. theaters anymore because it's definitely probably working towards like the streaming stuff which is just really interesting to me because like the the controversies around that movie too were like the way that that movie like it instantly was portrayed to me like whenever like i first started hearing stuff about it was very much like this is QAnon like propaganda you know what i mean that's movie they're like this is like um like very negative and this should not be like perpetuated as positive media but then you go to the other side of tiktok where people are talking about this book and about how this is like some literary like exceptionally amazing like porn book that you could ever read and it's not getting any of the same flack that like a movie is and i don't know why that is like i feel like that's i don't know because like part of it i think with reading this genre as like feminist i think it's important to explore things that are like deemed taboo like we like mm-hmm. with like the content of it um especially if you are somebody who has experienced sexual assault i think they're which is honestly it's like the vast majority of us yeah i really don't know of anyone in my life that hasn't been at least like whether or not it's not like super extreme sexual assault but still yeah. like getting your ass smacked or something like that that so is still I think sexual assault part of it might be just like exploring that concept in a safe manner because it doesn't involve people and it's just fantasy. And I think it's good in that respect, but I don't think you should do that or read it with like the intention of this being like your new book boyfriend. This is not your reason. That's what I think is that like, and I do think that maybe it wouldn't be portrayed that way, but then I just see so many women on TikTok that are like, I like, there's like all the t-shirts and stuff that are like Zayd Meadows property or whatever. And it's like, like, like that just makes me feel so icky like i get it it's supposed to be like a jokey joke but like it's almost like to the point where it's not a jokey joke anymore we're like promoting this abuser and stuff like that and i feel like thankfully that book talk is majority women so the fact that it's not going to like no man is going to see that and be like Mm -hmm. oh this is who i need to be like you know what i mean because i feel like if that like if this were to become and a more popular culture within like a movie or a tv show or something like that it would be very problematic for the masses. 
the mic. Yeah. And it's interesting to see like people's reactions to uh, like Tamlin's behavior and Akatar and Akamath and how they think he is despicable. He's the worst. He worst. But then they'd be like, but then, oh, Zade, yeah. Like, I feel like that's so crazy to me because I feel like I remember being like, yeah, like it's Tamlin. Like, what he did was a very shitty thing to do as like a person, like locking her in like the castle. And so, I guess, spoiler for. Akatar, if you haven't said that. <laughs> but like, I mean, I feel like this is very much early on. If you read anything on Booktalk, you've read Akatar, I feel like, or you at least know like mm-hmm. an amount about it. Like him locking her in the cat. Like, and the thing is, the first book, everyone's like, oh, we love Tamlin. He's like a perfect human being. You know, the second book, everyone changes because of like, and I wonder if this just maybe more of how he's written since he's more written as the villain. Like, SJ Mass, mm-hmm. like, actually writes him as the villain. And so, since he's written as the villain, it's maybe taken more of the negative than versus like Zade is written as a hero in the story. Which is such an interesting like turn of events. Like, mm-hmm. He's like the hero of the story, saves her yeah. and then helps her through her PTSD by being able to explore other things after the fact yeah. and like killing the people. Yeah. And I think what, one of the most interesting parts of hunting Adeline is the very end when they get like the governor lady and she's in the basement and she's like listen we can work together and like create this fascist paradise like we can be like the overlords of society like they're all like a bunch of sheeple crazy shit like i cannot make that up like if you were just to read like the last bit of that book and just see like the the thing like their interaction is fascinating but then zay doesn't ever take it far enough like his um, he has like this separationist idea where he's so hyper fixated on ending human trafficking without acknowledging the economic system that we live under that would bring this into fruition. Right. Yeah, that's like pushing. There's a reason why like the rich people are in power and stuff like that, and especially like because I think this does like mirror like real life culture and not like a way that like the ruling class is the rich and stuff like that. And I feel like that is very clearly acknowledged in this series. But then the issue is, is that it then makes it into like weird right wing that like anybody is, it's not with us. It- yeah. And it is precisely reiterating that like right wing, like the hashtag save the children, the anti-porn yeah. campaign, like mm-hmm. all of that shit is many, manif- like it's all in this book. Mm-hmm. With it being separationist, like if Zaid was truly the hero of this, he'd be, be a, a communist comrade. and he would be actively <laughs> working on like transformative justice for himself and reconciling the problems that like he, like all the damage that he caused to Adeline. Yeah. Because like I don't care if like the human traffickers and like the bourgeoisie and the bureaucrats get killed, like whatever. But yeah. like, come on. Like that's so like. Well, because, like, the thing is, is that the fact that it's, like, it's just, like, I feel like it's, like, and it's so, like, just keep reiterating that, like, it is, like, this is, like, right-wing propaganda and, like, viewing that, like, oh, anybody that's in the government is bad because they're sexualizing children and stuff like that whenever, like, especially with, like, people that are, like, Jeffrey Epstein that are constantly in the news and, like, his wife and, like, Elon Musk and stuff like that that are, like, people that are known abusers, not even necessarily, like, child abusers in ways. And then the fact that it, like, perpetuates this is almost like, well, unless you're going to go murder all of them, we're stuck. 
Yeah, because you can never kill them all. If we live under an economic system that Mm -hmm. prioritizes profits over people, it doesn't matter that, like, Zayd is rich and he can fund this little, like, commune for, like, survivors. Like, that's that's great, but it's not fixing. It's not attacking the root issue. And I think this is one of, like, one of those things that, like, it's, like, a very much, like, a plot device. Like, oh, Zayd just happens to be this very rich man so that he can, like, get away with all the legality behind it so we don't have to worry about like the police searching like actually trying to solve like because like in reality if this were to happen where there were like multiple like political figures getting murdered left and right there would be a significant like manhunt in like you know what i mean like there would be so much more security around it and it's yeah, and like zade and like z as like the an organization almost is like a paramilitary type thing because he's like funding it and he gets what? I can't remember what he does. He does like he gets paid by contractors to like yeah. go and assassinate people, and that's how he makes money. And then he distributes it. But I don't know if it's distributed equally because it doesn't really get into that. It's just like, oh, we're paid well. It's like, but are you paid the full yeah. value of your labor? Are and- you unionizing <laughs> Z? Because like the thing is too, and I feel like it's just very much like for like plot standpoint, where it's just like, oh, well, like. The people that are funding this are behind the scenes who we never hear or see anything about, like, the people that want these other people to assassinate. We're just supposed to hope that parts of people that are part of the bourgeoisie actually want to do the right thing. But in reality, it could be, like, competing, like, politicians, like... They're like, oh, I don't want to run this guy. (laughs) Like, capitalists that are supporting, like, other people are Mm -hmm. like, oh, no, go kill this guy. For their Not own even game, because of the, it's historically like, accurate. Like that does yeah. happen. Like it's like, oh, I'm not actually killing him because he's a child trafficker. I want him dead because he's running against me, and I he might win. <laughs> yeah, as a means of like defaming yeah. and like disenfranchising them. Well, because like the thing is too, and I don't know like why like Republicans are so obsessed with like child porn in general and like they're always like all of our children are getting raped by government officials. You know what I mean? Like they say that about like. Literally, uh, like, it'll be, like, Joe Biden standing next to, like, a little girl and be, like, you can tell that he took her to the back room, blah, blah, blah. I'm, like, what are you talking about? Like, where- it's like, they have, and I, I think it ties back into, like, like, white supremacist ideology of, like, giving, like, voice to the voiceless, like, these, like, imaginary people, because like, like, you can't oh, yeah. see them, and that's, like, why people go on, like, mission trips or whatever and, like, but people do it with like children specifically like child trafficking and like oh like porn is bad because a lot of it's like actually non-consensual and all of this Mm -hmm. it's it's very weird like they have that mentality where they feel as though they need to go out and like save the world vigilante but they won't reflect or do any introspection on like patriarchy or capitalism Mm -hmm. or you know settler colonialism yeah that's not important yeah well, because, like, it's just so crazy to me, too. Like, it's just, like, why, like, the, fa- like, the ideas of she's, like, this just comes, like, the way that she writes, like, the trigger warning, she's, like, this just came from my own fucked up mind from watching horror movies as a child. But, like, I'm sorry. Like, I watched, like, Halloween as a kid and, like, Friday the 13th, and they don't, like, they're gory, but they're not, like, sitting here, like, oh, yeah, like, there's actually child rapists. Like, Jason is actually murdering, like, the child rapists. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even understand. Like, and that's why it just feels like it's so, especially because she didn't have that, that, like, at the beginning either where she was, like, where she didn't have that trigger warning thing. It does feel like maybe she was maybe in some, like, right wing 
things and then she wrote about them because she's like oh yes this is like justice giving it to like explaining like exposing the government for what it is but then like i don't know it's just like i wish you would have attacked like labor trafficking which is a really huge issue and there are people with faces they're adults who are brought here from in different the countries states, in, in the united like, states like in um, los angeles it's like the most sweatshops in like the world exactly you know and then they're mean? threatened with um like, like being you're gonna get your taken away or like get sent yeah. to ice and stuff like that where it's like there's actual like real world things that our government has done whether or not it's like putting like mm-hmm. japanese people into like internment camps during uh world war ii and stuff like that where these are very like real traumas that are happening to people that you can actually like expose. It's tangible. Like yeah. you can see it. It's happening real time. Mm-hmm. And I think it reminds me of that book written by Sackett Sony called like The Great Escape where like all of these men that were brought over from India, like different regions in India were made to work on like this oil rigging camp and like they were living in squalor. It was awful. Their food was moldy and whatnot. And then they ended up like marching to like DC and a lot of them ended up getting arrested or there's just like all of this shit and labor trafficking in particular makes up like something like 60% of all human yeah. trafficking. But it's so frustrating that that is never given any light. It is just like the, the children. Child. And I get it because yeah. like, like that is an issue. Children. Yes. Like that does happen to children. That's not something we're But denying. why not address the issue as like a whole? But I think that's one thing, too, is that, like, I feel like it's always, like, how, like, the right wing and them, they like to hyper-focus on, like, one small issue and, like, perpetuate it as being a larger issue than what it actually is. I don't know if that makes them feel better about them, like, doing something because, like, they don't actually, like, do anything, you know what I mean? So they're, like, highlighting, like, oh, child trafficking, which is an issue, but then there's so much, like, there's, like, regular women being trafficking i mean look at like all the indigenous women that are missing still you know what i mean Mm -hmm. from canada and stuff like that which are like real world things that have happened that like do not get the same light of day as like this child trafficking issue where like children are getting sent to the philippines to get raped yeah and there's even like young women who get into relationships with older men and end Mm -hmm. up being like groomed into being like owned by a pimp that's usually who they end up being and then sold into that and because they're like sex workers and prostitution is a federal crime they end up getting in trouble like they can't i think there's a youtuber that actually like this happened what was her it was like britney taylor is her name and she um she got into a relationship with this guy like this actually like really happened to her and like she ended up having a kid with him and stuff and like he was trying to like marry her and i think they did end up getting married but he was gonna like sell her off to like he was like oh like let's go to like some part of europe or whatever where my family lives or whatever and then like he was gonna like sell her off to like some people and thankfully she was like able to get away with her son because like her family and stuff like that but then it's just like these are like real issues that happen not the government killing children in their basement and drinking their blood to stay young or whatever they think is happening you know what i mean yeah it's almost like a like and then it's like adding in that supernatural aspect of it where it's like no i don't think any like logical person is going to think that oh me drinking children's blood is going to make me young again mind you all of this is happening at the same time that her house is haunted yeah they don't even (laughs) yeah she has to solve her grandmother's murder who was possibly murdered by her stalker but then she ends up being murdered by her husband or 
her not her husband her husband's friend mm-hmm. the, ah, who was the senator's um dad. dad but then he was also like a sheriff or something too mm-hmm. so and then it was just like it's a very that was like so far anytime that would come up it pulled me out of the whole experience too because i was like wait this is so it's like it almost feel like there's too much happening all at once yes and i do think like with it being a duology which i mean like thank god she didn't write any more of these books because i swear to god if there was another one of these it would be like (sighs) but i feel like almost like having like the whole thing with like the mystery behind her grandma i don't know if that's like something that was just like to get more people to read the story or something like that to make it more of like a mystery so then that you could be like having your toes dipped into all the different genres that are like i feel like it could have very easily ended with the first book and it would have been fine but then maybe towards the end of it she decided that she she wanted to write more about it yeah and then also like build on sibby's character which in hunting adeline is like a whole other i don't even know who that is she was the girl from Satan's Affair. The doll. Oh, the little girl. All right, yeah. I know. I just like viewed her as like a young girl ish. But she but like she suffers she, like, from like delusions or something. Illness. Yeah. And Where's she talks it? to people and she has orgies with her ghost friends. I don't know if but she knows it's haunted, know. like the house yeah. is haunted. It's very confusing. I know that Satan Satan's Affair, like the book, is about her. And I think the new book that she is writing that is coming out is also about her so i don't don't... know and i feel like that's like almost like a like like unsettling thing because like i feel like this is very clearly like a mentally ill like character where like she has like i don't know if this may be supposed to be like schizophrenia and like ways that she's like seeing like other people and stuff like that that aren't actually there i I didn't like that because i think it's supposed to be like, I don't remember what they, you know, the term they like, use now for multiple personality disorder. I know oh. it goes, or DID, it's like dissociative. Yeah. But, um, like, um, it kind of reminds me, do you know, like, in American Horror Story Asylum, there's, like, that character Pepper? It kind of, like, gives me, like, those kind of vibes. And I never felt like Pepper is, like, a character is, like, a positively, like, reference, like, character. You know what I mean? It's almost just like, a, like, oh, look at this crazy girl doing crazy things. How quirky. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's almost like putting mental illness and like, like, oh, it's just a silly little quirk that makes everyone act a little kooky sometimes, you know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of like truly discussing like, why was this little girl even like a part of this like weird circus event? You know what I mean? But also, I think she's an adult. I think yes. she is. I right? Think she's supposed to, I assume she was like a younger adult. Like maybe I was being, being like 18, 19 sort of like age, like. Because, like, it said that, like, she, like, murdered her dad or something like that, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, like, she was part of a big old commune. Like cult. She was, like, a part of a cult. That had, like, 40 kids or something crazy. So she, she has like, all of these kids. siblings. But I know, like, she, like, her whole thing is that she was, like, raised in a cult or something. And she, like, got out of the cult. That was, like, her thing. And I feel like... That's all I remember, though. I don't know. It's such a, like... It just seems like so much is going on. Like, I feel like it was, like, you can tell that this is somebody that is not a seasoned writer in any way, which, I mean, like, it's fine. Like, obviously, nobody's first works are going to be. And the second book, especially, like, it, the first one is significantly better written. Like, it feels more complete. The second one, it ends, and it feels very incomplete. Really? Yeah, because, like, Sibby ends up just dipping, like, leaving randomly with some random dude that's, like, 
knows her. Oh, and then okay. They get engaged, like oh. Adeline and Zade. Not well, that she has a choice, but yeah. yeah. And that's one thing, like, he always talks about, like, having children with her, like, and then it's, like, they people make fun of, like, the Twilight timeline. I feel like as bad as Edward Colden is, there's definitely tears of how bad men are, especially in book talk. And I feel like Edward Colden is not even on, like, the scale of, like, any of these people. Like, yeah, he's a shitter, but he's not that shitty if you compare him to someone like Zayd. You have, like, literally an abuser, and then there's, like, I feel like, and that's the thing is that so many people are so much more critical of, like, people, like, the more, like, good bad guys, I guess. Like, the the people that have less, like, critiques to make of them, it's almost like people are more critical of them than they are, like, very clearly, like, evil people. Mm -hmm. Like, Zayd is objectively not a good guy. Yeah. And, like, obviously, like, Edward Cullen is not, like the perfect book boyfriend either you know what i mean and even like resand and like the akatar series is not like the perfect man but then like tamlin is so much like at least on book talk is so much more like worse regard like you would be like if you were to be like oh i think tamlin is better than zade you'd probably get so many like hate comments should do a thought experience before or experiment before we post this yeah and just just, like make a post i'll post it and just see what happens I think Tamlin was not that bad. And I can only bad. imagine the reception. I don't know, but I feel like, and that's one thing is that like, I feel like almost like it's kind of getting to the point to me where I guess so many more people have read Haunting Adeline and they kind of realize how shit. Mm-hmm. The book it's is, getting like, there. Not, yeah. But like, the thing is, is that like, I was talking to somebody that I know in real life and they read Haunting Adeline, like they started it before and they're like, oh my God, it's so good. And I was like, well, I know it's, like, supposed to be, like, pretty problematic. And she's like, yeah, well, it's bad. And, like, I know that he's, like, a shitty person. But it's, like, I'm still rooting for them to end up together. And, like, I read that. And I was like, I want this man to say I need her to go fill out a restraining order and make sure that he can't be within 300 feet of her at any given point of the day. You know, she has the opportunity to kill him at one point, and she doesn't. Like, she's having, like, a mental breakdown. Has the gun. She's pointing it at him because she's, like, sick of his shit after, like, being rescued and whatnot. And he's just like, well, just do it. Because there's no living without you. And she doesn't. She That would have been baller if she just committed. And I feel like, I don't know. It's just such a negative, like, relationship to like especially to be in game to get their happily ever after is it happily, there or is it his happily ever yeah, yeah and i feel his. like that's, and that's one thing too is that like she's like abused you know what i mean and that's why she like ends up in this like traumatic situation where she ends up with this horrible man you know like, all throughout the first book is like oh i shouldn't be with her blah 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 she deserves someone so much better like yeah she does maybe you should let her have that like, go ahead. You can do it. <laughs> it's just, like, a crazy story overall that I feel like it's very interesting to me that this is what is, like, the height of literary book talk books. Whenever I feel like there's probably so many other better romances that just, like, haven't been. But it's just so strange how it can range from, like, twisted love to, like, this. As, a, like, a dark romance category. It's and hard because there's, like, no real wiggle room there where it's like dark romance but it's not like i I would like something that was like a notch down from this and i think it would be like perfect 
Because, like, it's fine, like, the dubious consent CNC or whatever. And I feel like that that sick love does a better job at it, like, the stalker romance, and it's just one book. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he violates her in in any way that, like, Zay did. Yeah, well, because, like, the thing is, is that, like, especially because I feel like that's not even something that she really, like, in her, like, trigger warnings is, like, hey, like, saying, like, hey, if you are, like, a woman, like, yeah, your mental health matters is, like, all she says, but she doesn't, like, explain that this is, like, a negative way to portray a relationship like hey if you're a young girl reading this do not look at the hero like do not look at zade and view him as like a positive male figure in any way shape or form and i feel like that's like i feel like that's all like the book talk books and i don't know if it's like maybe like a parallel just because like men suck in general because like I feel like Ugly Love has it where there's like a shitty dude and even like in the- like in There Are No Saints and then the I can't remember what the second one is which is another like stalker romance it's it's still better but it's not great yeah like, I don't they're just toxic but not and that's like Penelope <sighs> Douglas too like I read Punk 57 and that one is like another like bully romance is like a whole like thing where it's just like the male character berates the female character and like makes her feel like a horrible person whenever she's just like existing as like a woman (laughs) and they always end up together and are like why would i want this you know and i feel like that is why monster romance is such a interesting book category because it's like a bunch of golden retrievers but sometimes because they're not human they don't they don't act they don't know any better so it it's excusable their behavior Mm -hmm. But they're, like, willing to make up for it and do better. And I, I feel like it's a very underrated, like, it's a niche part of book talk. Like, Ice Man and Barbarians and stuff like that. Well, because, like, what even is, like, other, like, monster romances besides, like, Icy... It was a IPB? Is that how you say the acronym? Ice Planet Barbarians. There's, like, any of, like, the offshoot that she's written. Um, there was... The one, the sleep paralysis demon. I cannot remember what the author's oh, name. Tell me about that. That one was solid. Um, sleep paralysis. And then there's like a soul to keep. I don't know. Like I feel the like skull. I, I don't even know what they are. They're called it's like just like crazy. To me. It's like it's just like everything. Like I feel like there's no way to have an original idea on book talk because like they've written for everything. Like anything. Like whether or not it's on Ao3 or like a traditionally published book. You can find pretty much anything that you've ever fantasized about written down. So I'm not maybe that's why this book in particular probably took off the way that it did and has gotten so much traction and like such a big fan base is because it really isn't anything that you would see at Barnes and Noble in like. But it I is a Barnes and like, Noble now. That's what's so I, crazy. I, I remember like, like going to Barnes and Noble and it was like all of the like Fabio. Type yeah, I like Nora Roberts. Mm-hmm. Like, Nora Roberts, all of yeah, all of those like old lady. <laughs> and I feel like almost like I I haven't read any of those just because like I was a child whenever like I saw those. You know, whenever you're a kid, you see that you're like, ew, it's a man on the cover. I'm not reading that. I wonder like what those compares like romance like smutty romances because I don't even assume that they even have that much like smut. Do they? I don't you know. No. I don't know because like I'm wondering like comparing like back then from like the 90s and like the 80s and even because there's like that scene from like that 70s show 
for like Kitty's reason, like the sex book. And she's like, it's not a sex book. It's a romance, blah, blah, blah. You know, like the, Mm -hmm. and then he's like, okay. And then like, it really is like a sex book. So I wonder how much they actually like put. I think a lot of it was like probably fade to black where they kind of like talked about leading up and then like maybe reminiscing like, oh, reminded me of his caresses or something silly. Yeah. I don't know, because then it's just so crazy because you think, like, reading, like, a Nora Roberts book and then going into, like, this is, like... like I would never give this to my mother. No. <laughs> never. No way, Jose. That's the thing. Is that even, like... I don't know. Because I feel like... And I don't know. I don't think I would even, like, most book talk books, I feel like, are not worth, like, recommending either. Like, I would not recommend for anybody to read this book. Unless you, like hated yourself <laughs> i don't think i've ever recommended it to anybody to be honest know, like to think thing, of it but then everybody on like tiktok is recommending like i saw somebody with the stupid audio that's like and if i like you these are the books i would recommend to you and haunting avalanche right up there it's like this is like your idea of like literature this is what you would recommend for somebody to read like to go out of their way and sit there for hours at a time to put these images in their brain that that doesn't seem like you like me if that's what you want me to read if you want a book to give you some something to think about for the rest of your life because it some of those scenes it just don't traumatize maybe (laughs) it's an experience that i won't ever reread i don't think i'll ever reread them i don't have a desire to worth it rereading and we didn't even like go into like uh hawk on tiktok either like going into like the only fans like part of it like how they have like the specific like rights to like the porn behind it or whatever and i feel like portraying that on like obviously like since it'll be because they're doing it with like their consensual like only fans account that i feel like if that was something that was like put onto Pornhub or something like that it would be it could be so like perpetuated in such like a negative light yeah i mean there's already like a plethora of like that type of porn mm-hmm. on Pornhub and stuff like that mm-hmm. in general and there's and even I think like with hawk what i know is it's gonna be a lot of the scenes where it is consensual and Hawk has addressed it several times, saying that they, um, they it, it's a fantasy. It's not yeah. real. It really emphasizes the point. Like, it's and not fucking real. I don't want this in real life. It's just interesting to read. And I think that's something that I don't think H.G. Carlton did a good enough job explaining that, like, this is not something you should look for in a relationship, like, at all. Like, if you see a man like this, run the fucking opposite direction. Do not, like, embrace this into your home. And that's one thing that I think, like, Adeline is probably one of the stupidest main characters ever. She's just like, I'm not going to call the police. Which we know, like, the police is stupid. So, like, they only solve, like, what? Like, 20- 11% 20? of crime. Exactly. It's, like, even less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, something crazy low. And, like, obviously. But then the thing is, is that, like, the fact that you still, like, I don't know, don't move. At least even, like, get, like, the court system involved where, like, you can. There's, like. So many, and not to like victim blame or anything like Adeline, but I do think that there is definitely like because she has like there's definitely steps that you could take where like if you were in a situation like this, you can do stuff about it to hopefully like protect your safety. Because like she had that one friend, I can't remember her name, is it Dana or something like I that? Where so. like she was very clearly like, Hey, come stay over at my house whenever like she, she was like, I can't leave house. my house. 
Like, it's, you know what? I would have just bought a shotgun. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I started blasting. She lives out in the country. This yeah. country rules. She had literally, like, her backyard is half forest. Like, and, get like, the fuck off my property. on the forest, bro, that was so... Honestly, couldn't be me. The dirt and the no, twigs getting in my crevices. Mm-mm. Mm. He was, like, what holding her up against a tree or something. That'd be so uncomfortable. And then afterwards, they didn't even do it back in the bed. They went into her car and did it. Or his car. Somebody's car. And, like, he tied her up to the, with the seatbelts. And he, like, buckled them in. So <laughs> can get out. Like, it's just, like, what? It's creative. It definitely is. But I feel like... I don't know. Such a crazy, like, series. And I think that's one thing that, like... Is so... I don't even know... Like, I don't even know what to say about it. It's just, like, such a wild, like, thought someone had where they were, like, I see all these QAnon theories all over Facebook and, like, all over Twitter. It's, like, letting the intrusive thoughts win. Yeah. Definitely. Is there anything closing you maybe want to say? I feel like if you wanted to read a piece of her work that isn't this, like, does it hurt is going to be a better option because there is a scene of like dubious consent which i think is much better mm-hmm. and it's like enemies to lovers it's spooky it's is it really enemies weird to lovers or like the female character is getting berated by the male character the whole time no the female character is like an antagonist okay at the beginning like it it talks about it like she steals the guy's identity okay and then he's just like what the fuck and like so yeah, it's like, like him trying to like get back at her, and then they get stuck on an island with oh, a light. Okay. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's I maybe you can read that one next. I don't want to get too into it. I don't know about that. I don't know. I feel like I need to wait like at least like a year before I read anything else written by her, because like it's like sickening. Like there's really, like times where like your stomach gets like queasy reading it. It's like oh I, yeah, you know what I, I mean. Know. He's just like I can't believe somebody like took the time to write this out on paper, an editor read over it and was like, yes, let's put this on Kindle Unlimited for just about anybody to consume. And, like, looking back on it now, it's just, like, thinking and trying to find, like, some sort of, like, pleasure or enjoyment in media about, like, violence against women. It's just... I I don't think it's a good time. Like, it's one of those things, if you've never read it and you're, like, curious about it, like, maybe read it. So you can understand, like, why I say that. I feel like the hype around it. That's just. That's like the cherry on top of, like, most fucked up shit you can read. It's like I'm already living in, like, a patriarchal, like, a heteropatriarchal. I already don't want to go walking at night. I don't want to read this and be worried about some dude coming in my house and raping me with a gun, you know? Can't even go walking down the street at night. Like well, it's like in the reality is of it all is you're likely to get like assaulted by somebody like, that you we know. know. I know. So That's this is like sick. reiterating that at another point of like right wing pro- yeah. propaganda. Because like in the way that like there's like one point wherever like the the senator dude like takes a picture of her and it's like oh she's already been being tracked about getting kidnapped at some point like it's some like whole plant thing and she's like I did everything right. And it wasn't even, like, she acted that, like, there are ways that she could have prevented, like, 
getting into it and she was like this is all zade's fault that i'm getting human trafficked what a, it's like a goofy story like who is it's so goofy to me it is like, it's silly at times there's like a lot of silly things and like him making her go to like dinner with him and why why does he get a point of view in this book why is that? Do you think that maybe made it so that more people identified with him? Maybe not necessarily identified. I guess maybe viewed him in more... Suzade apologetics. Yeah, because, like, in Akatar, you don't get Tamlin's point of view at all. You know what I mean? You just get mm-hmm. Farrah's, like, objective point of view. And so I wonder if maybe giving him, like, his own voice in it makes it so that people are more... You can, like, rationalize, like, why he's doing what he's doing. Because, like, since they're both very unreliable narrators, their opinions is God's way. Like, this is, like, what is, like, being, like, whatever she says happens is what's happening. You know, obviously, objectively, is probably not exactly what is happening. Because it's going to be a skewed perspective. But in this instant, like, the majority of it, like, she's a a victim. Like, honey, you're a victim. She is a victim. The thing is, the only thing, like, at the beginning, I feel like she's not victim, and then she, like, I don't know if it's, like, the way that H.U. Carlton, like, wants, like, sort of, like, the savior complex sort of thing, and, like, a man, maybe, that makes it so that she's, I don't know, that he's more well-regarded, you know? Just because, like, you're a man and you do one good thing does not make it so that. Like, goddamn, the bar is in hell, like, yeah like women do not have to have sex with you just because you did one thing for them either like just because you saved a woman from human trafficking does not obligate her to get married to you (laughs) unless you're zade meadows of course i guess i don't think i have any other thoughts i feel like we covered most everything i'm not gonna recommend reading this to you even if you're like curious about it i feel like you could probably find a tiktok where they like talk about it or something but i do not buy this book i would recommend if there's anything you can find a pdf online it's free on kindle unlimited if you have that do not go out of your way and purchase this book and read it i don't think like if you want to purchase some of her other books maybe i don't know i feel like and it's just so crazy to me because i feel like cancel culture is such a, like a big thing and the fact that like this is what's popular on book talk and like she has no like ramifications of what she's written and i don't know if you remember because i know i'm older than you but um when the movies for 50 shades of gray were coming out like there was a huge backlash for them being turned into films people were saying like it's anti-feminist like it's violence against women that's being glorified and commodified and i've read all of those books and he is not nearly he's a billionaire mariah yeah he is a billionaire but so, so is Zay. <laughs> uh, How are you going to be gray or whatever and shitty? Like, yeah. Well, because like I don't know that much. I just know like mostly because like I was old. Enough, I saw the first Twilight movie in theaters. Like I'm still like old enough for that. It's just like I was in high school. I think whenever like the Fifty Shades of Grey movies started coming out. So it's like. I was, like, a high schooler, and, like, I was reading, like, John Green. I'm not... I was not going to be reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And I was very much, like, in my... I'm not, like, other girls, so I'm not reading Twilight phase. I read Harry Potter and Percy Jackson. Like, I was definitely more of, like, a... I guess... I don't know. Like, it was very much, like, internalized, like, anti-feminism and stuff like that. Especially, I feel like being at that age, that's something that, like, 
I feel like most, at least, like, girls that were, like, on Tumblr and stuff like that. So I'm not curious. like other girls. I'm, I'm not like other girls. I don't read popular women books like Twilight. I read Harry Potter. You know, not popular at all. Male character. <laughs> turf author book. <laughs> you know? I feel like J.K. Rowling has dug herself a grave. That lady has. They canceled the rest of her movies that she was, like, writing that were, like, in the Harry Potter universe. Oops. Yeah. And Sucks then that, to be a bigot. For real. It's just so crazy to me that, like, especially with, like, being so online, though, is that, like, why is, like, somebody like J.K. Rowling getting canceled, like, for, like, obviously being, like, a terrible person, but then somebody that's writing, like, QAnon fan fiction is, like, this is literature. You know, it's the reception around it. And I think yeah. it was more controversial, like, when it first came out, because I was going through Reddit posts that were, like, around the time it had come out, and it mm -hmm. seemed like a lot of people didn't like it. They were like, I'm, I wish I would have DNF'd this. I didn't spend yeah. the time to read it all. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just, like, with book talk. It's a very... And scary I think that's vehicle that with book talk being young women mostly like the thing is is that like there are very few men on book talk and i feel like the the spaces that at least like book talk men are in they're not in the same like dark romance or like any type of romance like section of book talk because like there's book talk as a whole but then there's so many like subcategories because you have like the sjm girlies like you know what i'm saying like there's so many subcategories that fall under like there's even like classic section where people talk about like Pride and Prejudice and stuff like that. I just hope that they know, like, regardless of, like, what dark romance book it is, it's not something that women want. Mm -hmm. It's it's just for no. funsies to read. And I think even if you, like, read this book and enjoyed it, I don't think that there's any way that, like, that's negatively on your character or anything like that either. If you're like, oh, this is a good book. Which, I mean, like, I don't think objectively it's, like, a good book, but I do think it's something that, like, it's it is entertaining. Yeah, it's definitely like watching like some fucked up movie. Like almost like what are those like horror films and stuff that are like, like Terrifier and stuff? Like are you talking about like those? There's like the ones that are like I don't remember what they're called. There's like a name for like these like subgenre of like horror films and stuff that are sort of like fucked up, but they're like 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 Tusk, you know, human yeah, like, need. Mm -hmm. Like that like whatever that sort of genre is because like nobody's watching those movies and are like these are good movies you know what i mean people are watching you don't think like, the human set of is good but they're watching it for like the spectacle of it yeah you know? so and i do think like if you enjoyed the book in that way that's fine but i just also think that like making sure it's very abundantly clear that like zade is a terrible human being book being whatever you want to call him and that like he should not be perpetuated and like put on the pedestal that he has put on that like the internet has put him on. And that that's why I like, I will reiterate this point. I am so thankful that like book talk is not a men's space like at all. Like there's men there, but it's a very it's for the girls gays and days. Yeah. Because I do think that like, this could be like a sound of freedom book. It could be like that whole, like in that space, like right-winger conspiracy theory like i worried that like they'll read this like all of those like holocaust and iris read this and are like this is actual history happening i don't think we have i don't have any other thoughts really um what do you want to do for next podcast perfect um, marriage we're gonna do the perfect marriage and another book talk book i don't think this one is nearly as popular as haunting adeline but i do think it does have also some very controversial ideas in it 
and not in like a positive way in any way, shape, or form. So the Avatar of the Perfect Marriage, I actually recommend that over this book. If you, I think you should read The Perfect Marriage just because it's very short. It's way shorter too. It's only like 300 something pages versus this like 600 something monstrosity. And so I read, I literally read The Perfect Marriage in one night. I started reading it at like 7 p.m. and I finished it at like 1 a.m. Make sure to follow uh, either our personals or like the podcast. Yeah, we'll have all, all of our, media we'll have all of our social media listed. I'm at KRXXTXN on all socials. Rye is at Hungry Rye on everything. Yeah, and I think we're open to criticism on format. We aren't holding yeah. like a, we don't have any sort of outline that we want to like maintain yeah. a rough or hard outline that we're going to do for every episode. So if anyone yeah. has any suggestions, book recommendations that you would love for us to talk about, definitely open to those. We do have. Plenty of other series plans that we have read and actually enjoyed. We're not going to be hating on books every podcast. No, this was just a fun one because I knew it It grinded Kristen's gears. It's just such a... I had I read it and you had to read it. I couldn't just suffer alone. You read it and you were like, this is so good. You have to read it. I was like, well, I have been seeing it all over BookTok. I guess I'll check it out. It must be pretty decent if so many people are enjoying it. Hey, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? I read it and I was like, this is literally <laughs> like the worst thing I could have ever consumed in my life. This is my lowest rated book of this year. The second lowest is Thorn of Glass. So that's my controversial take of the day. If this... <laughs> We're going to get all of the SJM girlies in here. I wonder, what, let me see what the average rating of Haunting Adeline is on Goodreads. What do you think it is? I think it's like a 4.5. 4.4. 4. 4.04. That's so crazy to me that it's rated so high. I'm going to go back through and I readjust my ratings. Yeah, because you still now have that I've read a lot in here. <laughs> you still have five stars on this one. You read it three months ago, it said. It was really three months ago? It feels like it was so long ago. So May? Oh my god. I felt like it was like a lifetime ago. That's what it says. It says I guess that's what ago. happens when you read a lot of books. <laughs> they all oh kind no, of it says like March. That. But then you rated it May 17th. How weird. I don't know why you did it like that. Shelved as read. Questionable dark romance. That's what this book is. This series. Questionable dark romance. Yeah. A lot more than questionable I'd say. But 